Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want him? Yeah. Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast. This is going to be episode number 30. So we are back in the office. Got a couple edits that I just finished up. And I'm getting geared up for the full-blown turkey um, turkey tour that's about to happen in my life coming up. Got several states going to be filming turkey hunts in. Hopefully a couple that I'm going to get to kill a couple in. I actually just got back from South Florida, which is... The earliest turkey season that opens in the country, it opened on March the 3rd. Yes, March the 3rd. And um, got to film um, a couple kills down there, three to be exact. Well, I say three. We killed three turkeys, but only one of them was footage that I'm happy with. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But um, bringing the podcast to you is brought by Diamondback Truck Bed Covers. I wanted to... Give everybody out social media information. If you don't follow us on social media, it's at Redneck Tech Podcast. The email address is rednecktechpodcast at gmail.com and the website is rednecktechpodcast.com. Pretty easy to remember. Everything is just at Redneck Tech Podcast. If you just search that wherever you go looking for us, you'll probably find us because nobody else has named that. So that's a good thing. So hopefully nobody tries to steal it and has a little bit more money than me and gets ahead of the game and jumps up in ranking. But anyway... I wish that's not why we're doing this. I'm not doing this to make money. I'm doing this to elevate everybody to get information out there for myself to learn. Um, you know, I've said that from the beginning. I'll never claim to be the best or the brightest or the most creative or the most innovative. But uh, I want to get information out there. I want to use this as a networking tool. And like I said, most of all, I want to use this podcast as a way to elevate all the other guys out there that are trying to do the same thing. They're trying to film television, trying to film web, trying to create content and um, give everybody the most information I can, be as honest as I can, give my honest opinion on things and um, constantly help guys learn, you know, to get better. And that's the goal and I feel like it's working. You know, I get feedback all the time. I get questions, more and more questions now that I've ever gotten since I started the podcast, which is good. I enjoy answering them. I enjoy being the guy that people can turn to, the people that got that they can trust, you know, because that's something I pride myself on is to being a guy that is always available, that can always be there for somebody, that can always try and get somebody a job, or a gig, a you know, a you know, a piece of information or a piece of um, well, what some people call you know a secret or whatever, or a, what is it called a industry secret or whatnot, which I don't think those exist because those don't exist anymore because of YouTube. All you've got to do is. If you want to find out how to do something, if I don't tell you, you can find out how to do it on YouTube because that's where I go still to this day to try and learn new things. Um, there's tons of content out there that you can learn from, that you can take notes from just like I do every day and try and get better and elevate yourself. But in the spirit of turkey season, in the spirit of everything that's about to go on around the country, this podcast is going to be about filming turkeys and everything around filming turkeys and I'm going to go ahead and forewarn you as I go into this podcast there might be a few things that I say that are going to be like what did he just say and a couple of things that you might not agree with as far as the hunting side of turkeys and how you hunt them but I'm going to go ahead and preface all that with turkeys are pretty stupid 
Turkeys have these a brain the size of a like a grape or less than a grape. So we give them entirely too much credit. Yes, they're extremely fun to hunt. Yes, they can do some peculiar things. But I don't think it's because they're smart. I think it's because they're really dumb and they don't know what else to do except for do something stupid, which makes them think that they're smart. I think we give them entirely too much credit. I filmed a lot of turkeys die that if they were had any smarts about them, we'd never killed. And we've not killed some turkeys that we should have killed. So I just think there's a couple out there that get a little luckier than we do. But with that being said, let's talk about filming turkeys. I want to get into as deep and as detailed as I possibly can because this subject is, I mean, everybody out there has seen good turkey footage. And honestly, good turkey footage has got nothing to do with the guy running the camera most of the time. Good turkey footage has got everything to do with the setup and the guy behind the gun listening and knowing what he should and should not do. So that is what makes good turkey footage is a guy behind the gun that wants good footage. If you want good footage and you know how to set up, you can get killer turkey footage. Because like I said, turkeys are stupid. And I'm not talking about just, you know, a subspecies. There are some subspecies that are stupider than others. It's like Miriams and Rios, really, really dumb turkeys. But Easterns, in my opinion, if you had to pick the hardest turkey to hunt, it's probably going to be an Eastern because they probably get hunted harder than any of them. But you can hunt them in more places. And I would say a Southern Eastern, which I know I'm biased because that's where I'm from, but a Southern Eastern is probably the hardest turkey if, if you had to pick one to hunt. But if you get the right one on the right day, they're just as easy to kill as any of the other ones. And I also preface this with I'm not the best turkey hunter or turkey caller in the world. But I have hunted with some of the best turkey hunters out there. And uh, I have learned a ton from them. Several of them worked at Sub 7 that those guys just knew how to kill turkeys. And uh, learned a ton from them. And learned, you know, filming with them and it's kind of taught me a lot on not only how to get good footage, but, you know, turkey behavior. Because I was never a big turkey hunter growing up. I always played baseball. Played baseball through high school and college, so my springs were always taken. So uh, I always had my falls for deer, but springs were never really something, you know, I got to take a whole lot of time to hunt. And when I did have a free week, usually it was, uh, you know, a, a beach trip with a family. So uh, turkey hunting I didn't get introduced to until about 10 or 12 years ago. So it's a fairly new endeavor for me as well. But in my career filming, I've gotten to film a bunch of them. Um, you know, several of them we didn't kill, and then a, a bunch we did kill. So, I mean, as far as, you know, only hunting them for 10 or 12 years, I've got to hunt them a lot over those, you know, over the last seven years, probably 10 times or 15 times as much as the normal guy would get to hunt them in a year. I get to film them, you know, that much. So, you know, my 10 or 12 years is you know, probably more equivalent to being around them for, you know, 30 years. But with that being said, let's get into talking about, I guess we'll start talking about how my trip in Florida went. So uh, I was down in Florida. I'm working on a really cool project with a guy named Daryl Madden. And uh, my buddy Chris Erdman was down there taking all the pictures, um, doing the photography work. And he's just, he's been on the podcast twice. That was actually uh, I guess that would have been the last podcast I did was with Erwin, but was what we were down there um, with Daryl Madden, 
Daryl Madden is a really, really interesting guy. He has killed 37 Grand Slams, and this year he started 38 and 39. So we were down there to document the start of that. We were producing some content for Mossberg, Mossy Oak, and uh, Kill Cliff, Galactic Snacks, a couple other companies, Rambo Bikes, some other companies that I'm working with, and uh, Daryl had some of his clients that he was working with too, creating content, and I'm working towards hopefully doing a full-length film with Daryl about his story, because not only has he killed 37 Grand Slams, he also is a carpentry teacher at uh, a prison in North Carolina, and he teaches carpentry to these inmates, and they help him name his custom calls, so he has, uh, also has uh, custom turkey calls that the prisoners get to name. It's called the Slammer Series, so if you want to look those up. And uh, he also does taxidermy, and then he, in the footage we just did, he also tries to keep his wife happy. So he's a, he's a busy dude, really interesting guy from North Carolina. His country is cornflakes, so he's he's got the character, he's got the you know the knowledge of killing turkeys. But the problem that we ran into with Daryl wasn't killing the turkeys; it was Daryl is a killer, and he wants to kill turkeys, and he had never really filmed turkeys when I mean film turkeys, he'd never been on the gun when somebody was running the camera and trying to get good footage. So with Daryl, his whole thing was, I got to kill the turkey. However, I got to do it. Whether that's, you know, sneaking down a ditch and popping up and killing them, whether that's calling them, whether that's deer hunting them, he didn't care as long as he killed his two Osceolas. So that's all well and good when there's no camera there. But when there's a camera there and we have a goal in mind and we're essentially being paid to create content for companies, you know, you've got to get, you've got to get good footage. And if you're out there and you're trying to promote a web series or create content or whatever else, people want to see a good kill shot. They don't want to see a, a you know, top of a red head getting shot or a, you know, through a, a huge bush or, you know, behind a bunch of cover shooting a turkey. You know, that's just not what people want to see. So, you know, I had to kind of sit down with Daryl after we killed the first turkey and say, you know, you know, okay, we've got that first one behind us all right, now you're going to have to kind of listen to me on this next one. And he's like, okay, you know, I want to make sure you get what you want. But that was a little more of a struggle than he thought it was going to be and what I thought it was going to be because, you know, he's old school. He's one of those guys, the first shot opportunity he gets, he takes. And that's not exactly how I can roll on the footage side. I've got to have somebody that's going to make sure, I, you know, I get the footage that I need. And that's important. Um, that's, it's important for him to listen and for him to know what the game plan is. And that's probably my fault for not being a little more, I guess, forthcoming with what I needed and what I wanted before we got there. So, you know, I kind of had to sit down with him that second or third night we were down there and say, okay, look, this is what I've got to have. And uh, we can't kill a turkey until these things happen. And he said, okay. So, you know, we got there the next morning. And we heard some turkeys gobbling and we, you know, we got, we bumped a turkey trying to get around on something and, you know, they started setting decoys up, you know, way away and starting sitting behind a bunch of cover and, you know, they're getting ready for the turkey to come in and I just kind of stood up and they're like, you know, what are you doing? I said, you know, if we got to kill the turkey this way in this setup, I'd rather not kill him. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? And I said, I've got way too much cover in front of me, you know, to be able to see well, you know, this turkey, the decoy is way too far away. I'm not going to get enough pre-roll if he comes in from the direction he's gobbling. I was like, you know, there's a lot of things I need 
and this setup is not ideal for it. So it's essentially it's all it's all about the setup. And a lot of the times killing them it's all about the setup. But so essentially what, what we're trying to accomplish is you know the perfect scenario for a turkey, which I mean, let's let's you know be, let's be honest, how many times does that actually happen on filming them? It doesn't happen a lot, but if you know how to do it correctly, it'll happen a lot more. So, sat Daryl down, told him what I needed. The next morning, I really pushed the envelopes, you know, for what I wanted. And uh, so, I'm going to go into the goal of, you know, how do you get epic footage? You know, why can't you just chase turkeys down and get what you get when somebody's, you know, somebody's hunting and wants to kill them? If that's your goal, great, but that's not my goal. If you want to get epic footage, if you want to get solid kill footage, then these are the things that you've got to do. I've filmed a lot of places around the country. i filmed quite a few who lose their life. They all can be killed the same way, I promise. That's from Osceola's all the way to Miriam's to Rio's to the Eastern. They all can be killed the same way with this setup because I've done it for just about everything so here's and this is another thing that some people are not going to like I don't believe in trophy hunting turkeys like guys want to wait for a four-year-old or five-year-old deer a guy that wants to wait on a three-year-old or four-year-old turkey make sure they have big spurs and a long beard I think that's stupid and uh Maybe I'm not a you know a turkey hunting nut. I mean, I love to hunt them, love to film them, but my favorite turkey in the world is a lippy two-year-old. If he's got a six, seven-inch beard, a full fan, and he can gobble and go get into strut, he dies. Because they look the best, they act the best, and they act right on camera, they get shot. Guys that trophy hunt turkeys, I just I don't get it. Every turkey looks the same. Yeah, he might have a little bit bigger beard, or a little bit bigger spurs, but who really cares? If he gobbles, and he struts, and he's got a beard, he dies. That is my opinion. You might not agree with that opinion. That's just fine. That's my opinion. Okay, so, now, how do we get into filming them? Alright. The best way to film turkeys is I'm going to run down a list, and then I'm going to go over each bullet point in this list of the things that you not only need, but the way that you need to set up. So, how to set up for a turkey hunt. You have to film a turkey hunt on a tripod. I don't know another way. I don't think that you can handhold it. I just don't. Because if you, especially if you're hunting with a shotgun, you're going to jump when somebody shoots. Run your camera on a tripod. Invest in a good tripod. You're going to need to run lav mics and a shotgun mic. Because you're going to, you're going to want to be able to hear your turkey hunter. And you're going to be able to want to get audio from the turkey. And I'm going to go over that a little bit more in a minute. You're going to need a netting or a ghillie suit type material to cover you and your camera. I'm going to go over that. You want to set up over the shooter's shoulder, their shooting shoulder. So over the right shoulder if they're a right-handed shooter, over their left shoulder if they're a left-handed shooter. And give your ground to this area, the side that you think the turkey's probably going to come from. That way you can get more pre-roll. Set up with as little cover in front of you as you possibly can. I like to set up with absolutely no cover in front of me. Not a stitch. Nothing between me and the decoys or me and the turkey, but fresh air. 
I'm going to go over that in a minute. Cover your hands and your face. Have on gloves, have on a face mask, wear a hat. That should be common sense, but I feel like I've said things that are, or I've not said things that are common sense before, and people wonder why they don't kill turkeys. It's because your face or your hands are showing. Just like ducks, you can't look up, you know, all that good stuff. Another common sense one, but I feel like I have to say it. Sit still. Turkeys are dumb. They go off movement. As long as you sit still, you're fine. Here's another one that people aren't gonna that aren't gonna either understand or might not like. Don't ever put your decoy over ten yards away. I'll go over that one in a minute. I'm gonna say this one again. Be still. I'm gonna <laughs> kind of reiterate that one. Can't tell you how many turkey hunts have been blown because turkeys get in tight or guys aren't ready or haven't got their fire, you know, got their gun on fire, you know, whatever the case may be. Sit still, be prepared. And lastly, the cameraman calls a shot on a turkey hunt. That might not be the case on a deer hunt, but it's a turkey. Let your camera guy be the one that says, yep, I've got enough footage, go ahead and kill him. So now I'm going to go over things, you know, point by point. Running a tripod. The reason we want to run a tripod is we want everything to be smooth. We don't want somebody to jump when you shoot on the shotgun. We want to have solid footage. We want it to be smooth, so invest in a good tripod. Um, you need tripod legs that have several height adjustments. I like to film as low as I can get. I like to be eye level with the turkey. You know, a lot of guys will set up in a blind, and that's okay for, a, you know, maybe a bow hunt, which I also don't think, I think a lot of people don't like this. I don't like bow hunts for turkeys. I think God put turkeys on earth to be shot with a shotgun in the face. That's just my opinion. Um, this is my podcast so I can have my opinion. You know, I used to be one of those guys that think shooting turkeys with a bow is cool until I filmed a few of them and I just don't, they don't, they don't, they don't get me going. You know, I'll still, you know, I'll still film them and I still do some of those, but if you leave it up to me, I'm shooting them with a shotgun. I just, that, that, that kind of trips my trigger a little bit more than a bow. So those are kind of some things that make it important to have a good tripod. I like to sit on the ground. I like to be eye level. I like to have my tripod as close to me as I can, have my net over me, completely over me and my camera, and the only thing sticking out is my uh, the lens of my camera. And uh, your tripod needs to be quiet. It doesn't have any creaks or you know, uh, you know any sounds when it's moving around. Uh, that's another thing that's important. Okay, on your mics. So when you set up your microphones, you've got your lav mic, which is your wireless mic on your hunter. And essentially, we're using that one to be able to communicate with our hunter. You know, I see the turkey, you know, here he comes, or, you know, whatever the case may be. That way you have your uh, your earbuds on, and you can hear everything he's saying, and you can communicate with him, because he can. you can hear him. Sometimes he might not necessarily can hear you, but you can. he can communicate with you, and that's something you need to sit down and talk about before a turkey hunt. It's like, you know, anything that you see happening, anything that you hear, communicate through your microphone to me, and I can hear you. So that way, you know, there's that line of communication's got to stay open. And if somebody, if you've got somebody that you know is a head case, you've got to be able to talk them off the cliff. We've talked about coaching. We've talked about all those things. So make sure you can keep that level head, stay in the producer mindset, keep yourself out of the hunter, you know, the hunter mindset. Um, I like to, on the shotgun mic, the reason we have the shotgun mic is for the ambient audio. Birds chirping. Uh, hopefully some goblin, you know, the calling, all that good stuff, you know, hens calling, spitting and drumming if you're lucky. I mean, I, I've even ran, 
a really long XLR cable and I run it out there and I'll sit that shotgun mic down underneath the decoys. You know, hoping that the turkey comes to the decoys, does his thing, gobbles, spits and drums, and I pick all that up on my shotgun mic because I've ran it out there. And I even will even bump that uh, shotgun mic level in camera. So you've got that, you know, most big cameras have that uh, the adjustment on the side of the camera where you can actually bump up, you know, how loud that uh, shotgun mic is, you know, recording into the camera. And I'll even bump that up a little bit to try and get those, you know, distant gobbles. And then when the turkey's coming in, I might try and bump that back down or even go back to auto. Um, that's a, I've used that before to get a, a gobble that's a long way off that sometimes you'd have to really boost and post and it kind of falls apart. I'll try and do, you know, do a little bit of that in camera and then do a little bit in post and it usually turns out better for me. Okay, the next thing is then the netting I was talking about. So I have a net by a mare step. It's a kind of a ghillie suit. It's a big one. It's kind of heavy, but from from my experience, it's been the best one. It's held up better than the rest of them. Is it's got a, a spot that you put over your head that I use to go over my lens, and most of the time I'll get completely underneath it, and I'll run my camera from underneath that net. So I mean, technically, I could wear a t-shirt and shorts underneath my, you know, when I'm hunting, because I'm everything's under that net. I can reach up and hit my buttons. I can get away with a lot more. It's just like sitting in a blind. When you sit in a blind hunt for turkeys, you can get away with murder. It's like you're not it's not like you're not even there, you're invisible. It's unbelievable. That just goes to show you how stupid they are. So getting under that net, I've actually had turkeys inside 30 yards come in behind us, and I've spun 180 degrees under that net while turkeys are there and gotten away with it under that net. It's just they don't pay it any attention. They think it's a bush. They they're just like I said, they're stupid. Use that net film from underneath it. You don't want exposed tripod legs. You don't want exposed cameras. You don't want any of that exposed because they're going to know that that's something, that's something up, you know, but if you have the net over it, um, you can get away with murder. I've seen a lot of film, you know, footage of guys that go turkey hunting and they just have a tripod sitting there with a camera on it and the guy's sitting next to a tree and they're trying to film a turkey coming in. That, that turkey's not coming into that. He knows something's up. You put a net over it, it's like it disappears. It's it's unreal what you can get away with with that net. Carry that net with you all the time. You will get away with it, I promise. Um, the reason we want to be over the shoulder, you know, over that right shoulder, is because we want that down the barrel shot at the decoys. You know, set those decoys out under 10 yards, and you want that set up because it just looks awesome. And we don't want our cover, we don't want any cover in front of us. When I say cover, like leaves, branches, bushes, whatever, because we don't want those things to impede the camera. We want a wide open shot from where the camera's sitting to where the decoys are, other than our hunter, so we can get our hunter in frame possibly if they're if the you know the turkey or the hunters in between us and the turkey, we can get them in frame at the same time as the turkey. But other than that, we don't want anything in front of us. You know, because in that moment of truth you don't want one branch or one bush or something to be the reason that you don't get it. And a lot of guys want to sit behind cover because they want to be able to move or, you know, get away with a lot more because turkeys have such great eyesight. That's why I said, be still. Okay, so now we're going to get into the decoys at under 10 yards. So this is one that I've been fought on a bunch from guys, different guys I've turkey hunted with. And I learned this... Um, filming at Lee and Tiff's and filming with some guys that know how to kill turkeys. And the reason you put them so close is, first of all, it makes the footage awesome. But turkeys are going to do one of two things. 
they're coming to the decoys or they're not. There's not an in-between. And if a turkey hangs up, meaning they're not going to come to the decoys, I would rather him hang up at a 6-yard decoy than hang up at a 20-yard decoy. Because he's probably still within shotgun range if he hangs up at a 6-yard decoy. So it, it, it gives you so many more options. It makes the footage more epic. If a turkey hangs up, you can still kill him. It's, everything about it is better. It is right there on top of you. It's way more intense when it happens. But it's that much more awesome when it happens. And when a turkey gets locked in, and a turkey's in full strut, and they come into a decoy spread, and their snood's hanging down, they're not going anywhere. Don't kill them. Let them do their thing. You know, you're going to have a chance to move. If they stay out there long enough, they're going to spin around, their fan's going to cover up their face. You, then you can use your you know, use that time to move. Set up against the you know against the tree against whatever you're sitting up against. If you're the hunter, have your decoys point you know, have your barrel pointing at the decoys because if they come to the decoys, then you're ready. Always set up that way. Set it up under ten yards. Trust me, it makes it that much better. Set up at under ten yards with no cover. That sounds crazy, but I've seen it work time and time and time again. As long as you're still, as long as you've got your hands covered and your face covered, they if they're coming to the decoys and they commit, they're coming. I promise. And when they start gobbling, hammer on their butt and shut up on them. They're going to come. If they, don't, if they don't do it textbook like that, then you're going to have to work for them a little bit more. But I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is when a turkey's coming, let them come. If they're staying strut, let them do their thing. And some people are against shooting turkeys in strut. I'm not. I think it's fine. Kill them. I I mean, if they come and do your do their thing and get in, you know, get in a you get your footage you need, I'm fine with shooting them in strut as long as you shoot them at, in the head, you know, try not don't body shoot them. But um, you know, get them, you know, get the side profile and try and shoot them in the head. I'm okay with that. I've never I've never had a problem with that. Um I've said it about 15 times, but sit still. Again, turkeys are stupid. They only they see movement. They have great eyesight, but it's all based on movement. It's just like all, most other animals. As long as you sit still, have everything covered. You know, have some back cover, not any front cover. I've seen. I've killed my first turkey I ever killed in Iowa was in in the timber, and I killed him in a road bed. And there's nothing between me and that turkey but fresh air. I was sitting up against a completely naked tree, and I killed him at five yards. And there was four other turkeys with him. I just sat still. I was almost holding my breath because I feel like they could hear my, you know, hear me breathing. But um, it is possible. You can do it with any turkey, especially one that wants to die. You get one that's gobbling and acting right, and just and that's what it takes sometimes is finding one that just wants to die. Final thing is, cameraman calls a shot, and the reason is if the turkey's strutting. You're letting him do his thing. You're making sure that guy that behind the camera is getting everything that he needs. That wide shot, that medium shot, that tight shot. Once he gets it all and you're sitting still, he gives you the green light and he just whispers to you, kill him. Then you know it's on. But until then, talk yourself off a cliff. Take a deep breath. You, I'm talking to the producer and to the guy that run this, this hunting because... What happened with us in Florida just now is this happened. This turkey came in, read the textbook. We had very little cover in front of us. Got the decoy about seven or eight steps. He came in, ran across the field, blown up, come right to the decoy, and 
Daryl is freaking out because he's never let one get this close. He's never had to wait this long. Turkey's in a wide open field at 15 yards, and he's like, I want to kill him, I want to kill him. And I'm like, no, wait, 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 wait. I feel like I got everything I need. I'm like, okay, kill him. He goes, you said kill him? And I said, yes. And I got yeah out of my mouth. Boom. He shot, he center punched him all, you know, right in the middle of his face and his beard and everything, which he was at 15 yards. He got the full pattern, but, uh, Daryl could not hold it back another second. So I let it eat. And, um, it was, it was awesome footage. It, it, I think he would have came all the way to decoys, but I could hear Daryl's, um, I could hear his heart beating. You know, he wasn't that far away from him, but I could hear him breathing, his heart beating. And I was like, okay, let's just, let's, let's not squander this opportunity because, they don't happen all the time, so I let uh I let him shoot and it turned out good and we got all the footage we needed for the content. So it was uh it it worked out perfect. But having the wherewithal or and the, the gumption to sit there and let them do their thing and to wait for the wide opportunity and wait for the guy camera guy to get everything he needs, it's extremely hard because you you know, you don't want to let one get away or, you know, somebody move or something happen and, you know, that turkey get out of there. But the great thing is if they're that close and they're that committed even if you do do a little movement, they're probably just going to poke their head up and you swing and kill them. You know, I've seen that happen a bunch of times too. And a lot of guys don't like, like, like letting them get that close because your pattern's so tight that close. Well, if that's what you're worried about, shoot a, you know, shoot a modified choke. Don't shoot a full choke. Well, then what if he's out there a long way? Well, if you're committed to getting, if you're committed to getting good footage, then he gets out there at 40 yards and hangs up. You shouldn't be shooting him anyway. If you're there to get good footage, then you don't shoot him until he gets to the decoys. So put your modified choke in there and let him get to the decoys. Yeah, I, I know that's ex- it's extremely hard to do. It's extremely hard to fathom to let a turkey go if the footage isn't right. But you would not believe how many shows let that happen because you're the, if you're there to get good content, if you're there to create epic stuff, then you've got to commit all the time to getting epic stuff. And you gotta you you need to sit down with whatever whatever you're doing, whether that's content, show, web show, whatever. And if you want to get epic stuff, you've got to commit to it. You can't halfway commit to it. You've got to fully commit everything that you're doing to making sure the footage is right. Getting the turkeys in, getting the footage right, getting the pre roll, getting the shot, everything. Do it right or don't do it at all. I've seen this work a lot. Trust me, if you do it right. If you call it right, if you get the decoys in the right place and you sit still, it will, I promise you, it will work for you as well. Um, if there's something that I talked about that you don't like, don't agree with, if there's something I fumbled on, hit me up. Like I said, at Redneck Tech Podcast, um, Redneck Tech Podcast at gmail.com and the website's rednecktechpodcast.com. Um, I've told you a couple of times on the website, I've got a gear list up of all the stuff that I'm running currently. Um, the 8th and Time guys actually just went on there and used it to buy a couple things. I appreciate that, guys. Um, let me know if there's any questions. Um, camera school was going to be in July, but there's apparently some other conflicts that nobody knew about until here recently. So we might be trying to figure out another date for that. Um, I don't honestly don't know. It's hard with my schedule and schedule of a bunch of other people um to try and get a date that works the most for everybody uh don't get me wrong i'm going to continue to try and figure out whatever that is 
And it might be something to where I can just do a, a web something, like a webinar. I don't know. I've never done that, but I'm open to it. Um, so if you got any questions, let me know. Um, I'm still working on the camera school. I know I'm excited for turkey season. I leave to go back to Florida on Thursday. And then I've got Alabama with my buddy Jason Gertzman and Eli will be there. Um, that's always a good time. And I'm going straight from there to Texas. And then when I get back from Texas, I've got uh, North Carolina, Kentucky, and then Kansas for turkeys. All this is turkeys. And then once I get into May, I've got a... I can't remember if there's a turkey hunt in May. Oh, there's Montana, but I don't know if I'm going to get to go to that one. And then I've got two bear hunts in Alberta back-to-back, which they're in late May, so I'm afraid we're going to be fighting mosquitoes, and I hate hate mosquitoes anyway got a very very busy spring i've got a couple of pieces and a couple of films i'm trying to do here locally with some guys too um some stuff i'm trying to do at rambo bikes um uh jim over at eighth and tine and uh nick weaver i might be hollering at you guys to do some work with me and uh help out on a few things i know you guys are listening so um I'm trying to figure out some dates on when I'm going to be around here at the house to do a few of those things. Uh, i got a couple of uh, local guys I'm doing a uh, turkey turkey piece for, and I'm hoping to get to do a little hunting of my own, um, which is always fun. But uh, business first, then fun stuff second. And, you know, i got all this. i got three kids now, which is a, a full-time job for my wife. So i got to try and help her sometime and give her a break, which I'm, I'm not the best at that. She's... That's I, I could not ask for a, a better wife to support and take care of kids because she's freaking good at it. But anyway, I digress. Um, holler at me, guys. I appreciate it, and I will see you guys on 31 next time. Bye. <laughs>